Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. What's up? Welcome into the show, Wednesday edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind as always. We're presented today by our good friends over at The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Coming to you guys on a Wednesday Around 24 hours away from the NBA draft. Denver still does not have a pick. There's some action around the league, though. The Atlanta Hawks traded away a second-round pick to the Miami Heat, number 44 overall. There's still a lot of time left for Denver to get back into this thing. Wouldn't be surprised if they did. Wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Tough to read the situation right now, but you've got to think that if the Nuggets see somebody in the second round they like that's slipping a little bit, there's going to be ample opportunities to trade into the last 30 or some odd picks to draft that guy. If you guys have a question for the show, wind at bsndenver.com. That's my email. Total Beverage Fan Hotline is 1 800 BSN 8394. 1 800 BSN 8394. We got a lot of questions to get to today, both through email and on the hotline. A lot of questions about the top of the Western Conference. Utah Jazz made a big move Wednesday morning to get Mike Conley. I'll explain how I think that affects the rest of the West momentarily. The Rockets, who knows what's really going on in Houston, but what we can say is that Houston, like they do every offseason, will be very aggressive in trying to build that team. Maybe Jimmy Butler is going to the Rockets. Who knows? The Lakers, what are they going to do? It seems like they want that third max or a near max spot. I think that'd be a mistake. I think they'd be much better off trying to spread that money around a little bit instead of giving it to somebody like Al Horford or D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie Irving, whoever they might give it to. But the Lakers don't always make the right decision. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, the top of the West, it's a bit murky right now. And also, you got the Warriors right there, who I don't really see being a huge factor next season. Uh, I'll explain that in a second. But let's get to some questions. Let's get started. First, I want to go to Mario, who emails in, Hi, Harrison. Oh, boy. Another day, another trade, and another Western Conference team just got a lot better. 
Mike Conley is the perfect piece for the Utah Jazz. A great move for them. The hits keep coming and the Nuggets Western Conference rivals keep getting better. I swear if I hear you say Nuggets will run it back one more time, I might have to jump off a cliff. Complacency is the enemy of success. The Nuggets just can't sit idly by this summer and not do anything. I know all the media love Will Barton. I don't agree with that, but Mario writes, he's not the answer starting at small forward. And if the Nuggets want to seriously contend for a championship run, they have to make changes. They know who their key players are. So now adjust the roster accordingly to fill in the gaps. The gauntlet has been thrown once again, and pretty soon we're going to hear that Kawhi is going to join the Clippers, and one more star will join him. Then the West gets even more competitive, so run it back is not a really feasible plan for the Nuggets. The current team lost in the second round last year to the Blazers, who got sl- who got swept by the Warriors. The Nuggets ran out of gas because they didn't have enough strong players to compete in the playoffs. Who are the Nuggets' 16-game players? Jokic, Murray, Harris, that's it. Based on the recent playoffs... The Nuggets need more 16-game players. I'm kind of agitated right now because the window is open for the Nuggets, and I hate to see them let this opportunity pass them by, and we as fans are once more disappointed. Thanks, Harrison. Love your pods, and keep the great work. All right, thanks for the question, Mario. A lot to get to there. Let me talk about Mike Conley and what this does for the Jazz, first of all. Love this move for the Jazz, and I think this definitely raises their ceiling, puts them up a level in the conference. I'd say they're probably now at maybe the Nuggets level from a regular season standpoint. Who really knows in the playoffs? But this is definitely going to improve the Jazz for sure. They need a lead guard. There was just too much responsibility on Donovan Mitchell's shoulders last season from my perspective watching Utah. And they just needed another ball handler out there to really alleviate him and Ricky Rubio. Love the guy, great defender, but he just can't keep the defense honest enough from three-point range to do that job effectively. So Mike Conley there, that's a big upgrade for sure. That's a big upgrade. It's a big move, and it's one that has been long rumored. The Jazz have been fond of Mike Conley for quite a while, and they finally pull the trigger. So I definitely think this makes the Jazz a better team. I think they raise their ceiling. They raise their floor as well, and... I mean, Mike Conley, I don't think he's going to turn the Jazz into an NBA championship contender next season, but they're one of the teams that's knocking on the door in the West for sure. I don't think conference finals is out of the question for the Jazz at all. That's probably a pretty realistic goal for them if the bracket breaks right. And as we saw just a few months ago, it really largely depends on the bracket in some cases. That might not be the case going forward with the Warriors and the Rockets kind of with a lot of uncertainty there, but this is a good move for the Jazz and it helps them out. How this affects the Nuggets, like I just said a couple minutes ago, I don't think this move like puts the Jazz in some stratosphere that's way above Denver. I think those two teams are probably on pretty equal footing heading into next season now. But I do think maybe this puts the pressure on Denver to make a significant move here. Teams around them are making significant moves. The Clippers are trying to get in the Kawhi Leonard Derby. They're actually already in it. They might get him. You know, the Lakers are obviously making moves. The Jazz are making moves. The Rockets are trying to get Jimmy Butler. So there's a lot going on around Denver. And yeah, you don't really want to stand pat if you're the Nuggets. There are two moves out there, two big moves that could not keep pace because I don't think the Nuggets are like 
getting left in the dust here, you know, by any means. Like I just said, I think they're probably on equal footing with the Jazz after this Conley deal. But there are two moves out there that could be answers, could be big-time answers to what the Jazz just did, what the Clippers are doing, what the Lakers have already done and still look like they want to do with that third max slot. We've talked about them on this podcast before. There are two big moves out there. One is Drew Holiday. The other is Bradley Beal. And I don't think Denver seriously looks at either of those guys, but maybe they should because I think you add either one of those guys to this roster, you raise the ceiling, you raise the floor, you raise the profile of this team, and I don't think you'd have to give up anything crazy for either Bradley Beal or Drew Holiday. I don't know if either of those teams are looking to deal those two guys. I feel like both would let them go for the right price. But those are the two big names out there right now that seem gettable and that would certainly fit in Denver and raise the Nuggets profile in my mind. I'm not even sure you'd have to give up Gary Harris or Jamal Murray for any of those guys and you could really play a three-guard lineup with Bradley Bill, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray or Drew Holiday, Gary Harris, and Jamal Murray. I think either of those combinations would work. And those guys, like your question posed, Mario, are definitely 16 game players. But here's really, I guess, the crux of the issue at hand here. I know Mario writes, the window is open for the Nuggets and he hates to see them let this opportunity pass them by. The thing I would say in response to that is if they don't make any substantial moves, it doesn't mean they're letting the window pass them by. Do you really think nobody on this roster is going to improve next season? Do you not think Jamal Murray is going to become a more complete player next season? Do you not think Malik Beasley and Monte Morris are going to improve? Do you think there's no way that Will Barton's going to be able to recapture any of his pre-injury rhythm from a couple years ago? It's not like these Nuggets players are plateauing. You know, there are guys in Utah that have plateaued. Ricky Rubio's plateaued. Joe Ingles has plateaued. Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors, those guys aren't getting any better. Everybody on this Nuggets roster, for the most part, is still getting better. Nicole Jokic is still getting better. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, those guys are still getting better. I think that's what people are losing sight of in this argument where everybody's looking for an upgrade. Everybody's looking to make the splashy move. The guys on the Nuggets roster right now can get a lot better next season. I don't think people are talking about that enough. Thanks for the question, Mario. I certainly appreciated it. I've got one more here through email that I want to hit before we take a break. Verone Knights writes in, is it just me or does Monte Morris remind you of Chris Paul except taller? If Morris continues to develop at this pace, could you ever imagine a starting five of Morris, Murray, Porter Jr., Vanderbilt, and Jokic? I could imagine three of those guys, four of those guys, I should say, in a lineup together. I don't know if I see a Morris Murray backcourt ever full-time. I don't know if you're good enough defensively there. I don't think you have enough height. I think those two guys can certainly play together in spurts. We've seen that in the past off the Nuggets bench unit. Over the first half of the season, Denver had arguably the best bench in the league, and Monte Morris and Jamal Murray were playing heavy minutes together as a part of that group. But I don't know long-term if those two are going to share a backcourt together. Porter, Vanderbilt, Jokic, yes, I could see that trio eventually becoming the Nuggets' starting front court. I've said that before. And obviously, Jamal Murray could be the point guard in that group. Monte Morris could be the point guard in that group. But I don't see those two playing together full-time. 
Monte Morris, does he remind you of Chris Paul? A little bit. A little bit. I feel like they play the game at a similar pace. They're both your classic floor general. They both love to get others involved. They really look at their jobs as a classic point guard that sets people up first before looking for their own offense. So in terms of play style and overall philosophy out there on the basketball court, mentality, yeah, there's some similarities. But no, I don't think Monte Morris is ever going to be Chris Paul. Thanks for the questions through email, guys. Certainly appreciate it. Wind at bsndenver.com. Again, if you guys want to send in an email to the show. Right now at BSN Denver, we've got a really cool deal for you guys who aren't subscribed yet. You can get an annual pass to BSN Denver, which gets you access to our Rockies, Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets content for $3.33 a month. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice from the BSN Denver locker with that deal. Right now on BSN Denver, published something Wednesday morning, my official NBA draft preview for Thursday. I know the Nuggets don't have any picks, but we've still got to preview the draft. 13 prospects that I listed and wrote a little bit about that I think would be really good fits on the Nuggets from guys like Brandon Clark and Matisse Teibel, who topped my list, to a couple draft and stash guys that Denver could pick up in the second round that I like. A lot of intriguing names on there. I pretty much broke it down to sections of Guys Denver could target if they trade into the end of the first round. Guys Denver could target if they traded into the beginning of the second round. And then finally, a group of guys Denver could target if they traded into the middle or late second round. So you can read that on bsndenver.com, but you can only read it if you have a subscription. So again, you can get one for only $3.33 a month right now. It's an annual 12-month subscription. You also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. Make sure you download the BSN Denver app on iTunes and Android as well. Let's hit a break real quick. We'll go to the Total Beverage Fan Hotline after this. Talk a little bit more about the top of the West. We'll be right back. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, with a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands, we have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. Wednesday afternoon, we are presented, of course, by The Green Solution. If you visit mygreensolution.com and use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. We've got the draft in just over 24 hours right now on bsndenver.com. 13 prospects I like for the Nuggets, ranging from a couple first-round guys, mostly 
beginning of the second and into the really the girth of the second round. Bunch of guys I like for Denver. Denver, of course, does not currently hold a draft pick. That could change between the time you're listening to this podcast and 5 p.m. Mountain Time Thursday afternoon when the draft will commence. But overall, I'm expecting a much quieter night than we've seen from the Nuggets in past drafts. I reminisced a little on Tuesday's show, but the 2018 draft was so exciting with Porter falling to Denver and Vanderbilt in the second round, Thomas Welsh at 58th overall. The vibes were great coming out of Pepsi Center that night. They weren't great in 2017 when Denver traded back and selected Tyler Lydon and got Trey Lyles. You could tell the Nuggets weren't really too enthralled with how that night turned out based on their remarks at the end of the evening. But I don't think we'll have any fireworks really negative or positive Thursday night if I had to throw a prediction out there. Maybe Denver gets their hands on a pick. Maybe they don't. But it seems like it could be shaping up to be a pretty quiet night at Pepsi Center. Let's go to the phones. Again, if you guys have a question for the show, send me an email, wind.bsndenver.com or call in 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. I think we've got another call from Australia. The 57th call we've gotten from Australia this week. G'day, Harrison. My name's Tyler, calling from Melbourne, Australia. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time now. I'm actually uh, friends with Josh from Sydney on uh, Facebook and had a bit of a running commentary about how I'm going to get him. have heard a few different Melbourneites uh, call in recently and say they will be the furthest away. I can confirm I'm about as far south in Melbourne as it does get, so I think this should take the cake on your furthest caller. With that being said, I have a quick question just regarding your thoughts around the Lakers. Uh, If they've got... $23.8 $23.8 million in cap space or whatever it may be and intend to fill out the rest of their 10 men around LeBron, AD and the pieces that they have. How on earth are they favoured to win the title this year by the LA bookmakers or Vegas bookmakers? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, really excited to see this season what happens with Michael Porter Jr. And just wanted to say thank you for all the good content and all your amazing commentary around the team and uh, your overall sort of analysis of the league. It's, uh, it's great to listen to. I listen to yourself and the Denver Stiffs podcast uh, probably most days heading into work and back from work. And, yeah, just a big fan. Uh, hopefully hear from you soon. Cheers. All right. Thanks, Tyler, for the call. Another caller in from Melbourne, which it does seem like that would be the furthest caller away who's called in or emailed into the show. I don't know who's further away, though. You or Mitch. Both of you guys are from Melbourne, so maybe you can figure it out offline or something. But does seem to be the furthest call we've had on the show. So good to hear from you, Tyler. And how does Vegas have the Lakers as favorites? Well, when the books set these odds and set their NBA champion before free agency, before the draft, I think a lot of times they're just trying to get some action. And I think I said this on a show last week or something when it seemed like this trade was going to go down. But I think when a Vegas book can send out an email and I get like five emails a day from Vegas books this time of year about 2020 NBA champion, where will, you know, so-and-so play this year? But if they send out an email, if they can put out on some pamphlet that says the LA Lakers are favorites for the 2019-2020 NBA championship. That's going to lead to more money being put on the Lakers. That's going to lead to more action. 
if a book has the Lakers as their favorite to win the championship, it's just going to kind of keep the conversation going. There's going to be more people drawn to bet on that, to bet on the Lakers or to not bet on the Lakers. If they said, you know, the Raptors are their favorite for the 2019-2020 NBA championship, I don't think that drums up the same amount of excitement. I don't think that starts the same level of dialogue as it does if a book puts the Lakers as their favorite. So really, regardless of if they're the favorite or not, I think Vegas puts that out there for their own sake. Puts it out there so they can get more money coming in on bets, on the Lakers, on the field, on other teams. And I just think it's really just a ploy for them to make more money, regardless of if they really think the Lakers should be the favorites or not. So that's what I think there. And in terms of how they're going to fill out their team with all that cap room, I teased this a second ago, but it seems like from all the reporting out there that they want that third max spot, which I think would be a mistake. I think they would be better advised to spread that wealth around, get a Danny Green, get a JJ Redick, get a Seth Curry, instead of spending all that money in one place, which I don't think is the right avenue to explore, spending all that money on an Al Horford. Then you're really relying on like a mid-level exception and a bunch of minimum contracts, which they could probably get guys to play on those deals, but I would much rather spread that money around a little more equally or as equally as you can over, you know, your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth roster spots. I'm glad you're excited for Michael Porter Jr., Tyler. I'm excited to watch him as well. That could really be the Nuggets' big addition. We've been talking about free agency a lot. A lot of guys that could play the three next year. We've been talking about the draft a little. Talking about some prospective trades. But I think the Nuggets' biggest addition next season is going to be a Michael Porter Jr. who's in the rotation at the three and the four off the Nuggets bench. So I am excited to see him as well. His summer league debut is very soon, July 5th. Schedule isn't out yet, but I'm assuming the Nuggets and Porter will play on opening night. Well, thanks for the question, Tyler. Glad to hear from you. And before we move on, a quick word from Total Beverage. You guys want to hear about this because what if I told you that you could order liquor on your mobile app, have it delivered to you the same day and save money doing it? Well, it's exactly what I'm telling you because Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they now offer CBD products. That's right, beer-infused CBD products and much more. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering 20% off your purchase on their website and app. Use code BSN20 to save 20% off for all your parties and have it delivered right to your door. Download the Total Beverage app too and use code BSN20 for 20% off your delivery order. That's BSN20 on the Total Beverage app to get 20% off your next liquor order. Let's go back to the phones and hear from Chris. He's got a question about another team that's typically penciled in at the top of the Western Conference, the Houston Rockets. Hey, hey, Chris in Denver. Uh, there's a lot of talk about you know some of the changing of the guard in the West, and while I do think uh, the West is a lot more wide open than it's ever been, uh, it looks like the, the Rockets, at least the Rockets are going to do something. And maybe the Warriors, too. Uh, you know, we, we've all seen the reports. The Rockets are looking at blowing it up. They feel like they've taken this group, of, this core as far as they can go. 
I don't know if that's the case. What do you think? Uh, it looks like uh, Houston without Clay and K- or Golden State without Clay and KD is a completely different animal, and maybe this iteration of the Rockets will uh, be able to beat them. But what do the Rockets do? I just read that they're targeting Jimmy Butler. Uh, is it possible that the Rockets are able to field a better team, yet the Nuggets are, are yet they're not as bad of a matchup for the Nuggets? But you know, better team but also, you know, not as not as bad of a matchup. Do you think that's possible? And also to the Warriors, I know there's a lot of people defending Steph. I'm not quite sure why, but um I think I think in the finals you saw how teams are going to defend him. You're you're going to see teams send doubles and triples Steph's way and you're going to see him throw uh, outlet passes to Draymond that lead to missed missed wide open three-point shots. I don't know. I don't think he has it in him to to lead this team. I I think they're going to I think they're going to need to make some moves, you know. You uh you saw what it, what his wife said earlier in the playoffs, you know, she's she's not feeling like she's getting enough uh male attention. Uh, Harrison, I know you're not married, but when your wife says that it means you're not taking care of business in the bedroom. So, you know, left to his own device, I think you're going to see Steph fail at other activities you need a man to do. So what's Golden State do? Do they bring back Boogie? Is Boogie maybe Boogie again a year off of uh, a year off of the Achilles injury? What other options are there out there for them? You know, I can't imagine their cap situation's very good, but uh you know, this is the NBA. Uh as I said before, oftentimes when faced with options A through D, teams somehow take option Z out of that. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? What uh, what are the two um, the, what does the old guard of the West do? The the Golden States and the Houston's. What are those? What do their teams look like? And how does that potentially match up with the Nuggets? As always, love the show. Keep the great work. You're killing it this off season. You're 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 laughing that bomb Adam Mars. He's not even recording every day. So thank you for that. And as always, go Nuggets. All right. Thanks for the question, Chris. Always appreciate it. So when it comes to the Rockets and the Warriors, let's start with the Rockets. Seems like they're pursuing Jimmy Butler. And I think Butler on that team, if they run it back, is obviously a better team, but I'm not sure how that works salary-wise, right? Like Jimmy Butler's a free agent. They'd have to probably create max money or near max money unless they're trying to do like a sign and trade, which is really hard when you're over the cap, pretty much impossible. So does this mean that they're going to be offloading Clint Capella? I know they've been trying to offload Chris Paul. Nobody wants that contract, not even for free. I read that they tried to give that contract to the Knicks for like nothing for a bag of balls and New York pretty much said thanks, but no thanks. So Chris Paul is going to be there next year. You've got to think, they're offloading Clint Capella here in this sort of deal if they were to manufacture space for Jimmy Butler. I'm not sure what the Rockets are going to do. The crux of the Rockets' reign over the Nuggets for me comes down to two guys. And A, that's James Harden, of course, but B, that's Clint Capella. That combination has been a combination the Nuggets just have not been able to solve. Yes, they beat the Rockets once last year. Denver did. Clint Capella did not play in that game. I think that game looks different if Clint Capella does play. The Nuggets have just never been able to solve that James Harden and Clint Capella high pick and roll or 
the James Harden ISO beyond the three-point line with a Clint Capella in the dunker spot waiting for the lob. Denver just has never been able to solve that. And if those two guys come back, I really do think the Rockets, regardless of who they have around Harden and Capella, I mean, we probably know who it's going to be. It's going to be a bunch of 3 and D guys who Daryl Morey finds for cheap. But as long as the Rockets have a team around James Harden and Clint Capella, that's a matchup the Nuggets want to avoid in the playoffs. Now, if they swap Clint Capella for Jimmy Butler, per se, suddenly the Rockets aren't as terrifying. They might have a higher ceiling to them in the playoffs, but I think they're an easier matchup for the Nuggets that way. For me, and if I'm Denver, a Chris Paul, James Harden, Jimmy Butler trio isn't as intimidating as a Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella trio, even though with Butler swap for Capella, they might be a better team. When you're looking at how those two teams, the Nuggets and Rockets, would match up in the playoffs, I think Denver matches up much better against Jimmy Butler and the Rockets than they do against Clint Capella and that current team Houston has there. So that's what I think when it comes to the Rockets. When it comes to the Warriors and what they're going to do next season, if I'm Golden State, I kind of take a gap here, you know? You're coming off that high from high school. You've got college right up ahead. It's daunting. It's scary. I just want to take a gap year, you know? Just chill out for a year. I don't want to get injured. I don't want to exert too much energy. I don't want to make too many commitments. I just want to chill out for a bit. The Warriors have Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Beyond that, who knows? Andre Iguodala will probably be back. Sean Livingston will probably be there. But... They don't really have a team right now, it doesn't seem. Kevin Durant's out for the year. Clay Thompson's going to be out for the year as well. Regardless of if both those guys are on contracts next season, this is what I do if I'm Golden State. I kind of do what the Lakers did this year. I sign a bunch of guys to one-year deals. Don't commit to money past next season. And just try to get to the playoffs. You know, Try to get that playoff revenue. I'm not going to try to tank... Uh, of course, you can't tank. You don't want to tank with Steph Curry and Draymond Green. You don't tank when you're the Warriors coming off of five straight finals appearances. No way. Hell no. But what you do is you surround Curry and Green with a bunch of one-year contracts, and I'm sure you could get guys to take a little less money, go live in the Bay, go play in that brand-new arena, go play with Steph Curry and Draymond Green for a year. Doesn't look like DeMarcus Cousins is going to be back. I think the Warriors can only offer him like $6 bucks next season. Cousins is going to get more than that on the open market. And quite frankly, he should because he's got to lock in some guaranteed money with his injury history here while he can. So he's not going to be back. I'm telling you, if I'm the Warriors, I sign a bunch of guys to one-year deals, try to make the playoffs as like a five seed next season. If you win around, great. If you lose around, who really cares? You have an earlier summer than you've had in any of these past five years. But that's what I do. I rest Curry and Green a lot throughout the year. I try not to make it a super taxing year for them. They'll have to carry a lot of weight for sure. And I just try to patchwork together a roster full of some one-year deals, maybe guys that missed out on the big money this summer but want to get back into free agency next year. And I say to them, hey, come to the Warriors. Come put up good stats next to Curry. And then you can get back into that free agent pool next year. That's what I do. 
I don't think it's going to turn Golden State into a contender. I don't think they're a contender next season. But they could probably scrap together a playoff seed. And if you're Golden State, you kind of need that heading into that new arena. So that's what I think they do. I don't think they're probably going to be at the level of a Houston next year or even a Denver or maybe a Utah. I think they're pretty clearly going to be a rung below those teams. Obviously, there's still a lot to figure out in free agency with the Clippers and the Lakers and whatnot. But I think they're going to be, you know, if I had to just speculate, like a fifth or sixth seed at this point next season. Thanks for the question as always, Chris. Love hearing from you. If you guys have a question for the show, 1-800-BSN-8394. 1-800-BSN-8394. We've got the draft tomorrow. I've said this a couple times, but on bsndenver.com right now, 13 prospects I really like for Denver. Really just 13 prospects I really like in the draft that could probably fit a number of teams, but I think they'd fit particularly well on Denver. I love Brandon Clark from Gonzaga. I love Matisse Thibel from Washington. Those are the top two guys on my list. I love Chumo Keke from Auburn. I think he's going to be a steal. He'll miss most of the season, but Denver's really fine with that. He tore his ACL for Auburn in that NCAA tournament. I like Grant Williams from Tennessee. Jonte Porter, Michael Porter's younger brother, made my list. I think it'd be cool if Denver drafted him. And then a few other guys in the second round. A couple stash guys, potentially. Admiral Schofield, 6'6 wing out of Tennessee, who Denver worked out last year. I like him. Charles Matthews, Six foot six wing out of Michigan, one of the better defenders in the draft. Doesn't really have a three point shot. Denver worked him out last summer, too. He actually tore his ACL, so he could really slide maybe out of the second round. But there's a bunch of names on there. I encourage you guys to check it out. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know who you guys like in the draft. Hit me on Twitter or hit me through email. I'll be back with another episode on Thursday. Talk to you then. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, Executive Director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the, the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, we have trip to Streamsong. We have a trip to Bandon Dunes. We have a trip to Sand Valley. And then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take an, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation. For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.